Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. We just had BJ Armstrong on. Coming up in 40 minutes, Eric Getholm going to join us from Yahoo. Talk NFL with him. Talk draft with him. What the hell should the Lions do about Matt Stafford? I'll get back to that here in just a second. A lot of stuff to do. We just had B.J. Armstrong on. And I could hear you already because I said, is Zion, and it's early, I get it, but I think the media creates these guys. They do on their own because they're that great, but but we help them out. When, when Zion, I, I hated the argument about Zion needs to be paid. He's making all this money for all these people. Zion is not an idiot. The family of Zion is not an idiot. The people around him are not idiots, and Coach K is certainly not stupid. Zion Williamson has been on YouTube, on Facebook, on your Twitter. If TikTok were around then, he'd be on then. He was a dunking machine, and that's all we saw. We didn't see some of the handling skills, some of the shots that he could make, some of the natural, granted talent that he has as a basketball player. But we saw thunderous dunks and a... Really a man-child dunking on what looked like small, small little children on a, on a little tyke's hoop. It was amazing. And you could already see the wheels starting to turn in our heads. It wasn't LeBron. It wasn't on ESPN every single night or anything like that. But it was starting to turn in our head. And I hated the argument about pay. He's got to be paid in Europe. He made this decision to get paid. The shoe, when it broke, when he was at Duke, sealed the deal. Nike's got to sign you. And you can basically name your price to Nike. They have to. You can't go and do Adidas ads or any other ad and talk about broken Nike shoes when you could be a superstar. You can't do that. You're at a name brand. You have a name brand shoe brand that's with a name brand college that is one of the blue bloods that I know people don't watch college basketball the way they used to. You always know about Duke basketball. You more than likely hate Duke basketball, but you always know about them. People were watching last year because of uh, Zion Williamson. And that's why I put him in that category. If he were to go over to Europe, I'm not watching La Liga or whatever it is at 3 in the morning. That's that's just not going to happen. I will watch Duke basketball with Zion Williamson at 7 o'clock on a big Monday. That will go down. 855-2124-CBS. Because... We put Michael in that spot. He's the one who started it. He's the one who blew it up. 
Then there's Kobe. We forced it with Kobe. There was Kobe. LeBron, he takes that torch away very, very quickly because there was the entire issue of him playing in high school basketball, us watching him play high school basketball. There was this phenom. He took it to another level, and he paid that off. There's some guys, you're just so naturally successful, I can't see you falling apart. And people bring up Giannis. I don't see it in that case. I just don't. Giannis is the best right now. I don't know if I put him in that dominating fashion the way I would LeBron or like I I think I'm going to with Zion Williamson. He is a guy that when he gets his body right, because now he's playing, he's he's playing from behind, and he's going to slow down here eventually. But when he gets his body right over the offseason, forget about it. And we create these. Giannis is an MVP. Are, Are we putting him in that same category? You would know that he's a great basketball player if he walked down the street. You'd see a guy who's seven feet tall, and you would say, that guy looks like a great basketball player. People who walk down the street, you know you would see Zion Williamson. I've seen that guy all over TV. I don't know if you're seeing Giannis the way that you see Zion Williamson already. I got to get back to Matt Stafford. I find I think he's the most interesting quarterback in the NFL. I buttressed up against him a couple of weeks ago and on our local show. And we have people call again. I trade for Matt Stafford. Then the story breaks just a couple of days ago. I'm just looking at pro football talk. Report. Some general managers, coaches as well, believe Matt Stafford wants to be traded. Well, if Matt Stafford wants to be traded, if he really wants to be traded, we don't know if that's true. Some people, a lot of people are saying that's hogwash. But I can only go with it. I think if you're a Lions fan, you have a really tough decision to make right now because they're a three-win team. They're drafting third. They seem to be in a perpetual state of rebuilding. Bob Quinn totally, totally shot down all the conversation about trading away Matt Stafford. What general managers say and what general managers do are two different things. But when I bring up Matt Stafford, and I, I, I brought this up right at the beginning of the show, I went a long time without really caring about Lions football. I watched the rest of the NFC North and, and, and some of the rest of the NFL, NFC teams, and I had to go back. This was about two months ago when the first one really broke, maybe a month and a half ago, and I started watching games from the years back with with the Detroit Lions. I see a franchise quarterback. I see a veteran. I don't see a legend but I because there's, there's nothing there as far as winning is concerned, but I see a veteran. I see a smart guy. I see a leader. I see a guy with a punch of talent. That's what, that's what you get with Matt Stafford. And just the winning hasn't been there. If there was any other franchise, I think Matt Stafford, we'd be talking about Matt Stafford as one of the three, four best quarterbacks. He'd be the elite franchise quarterback out there. With the Lions, they haven't been able to win. A lot of people put that at his feet. Calvin Johnson is gone. Calvin Johnson didn't want to keep playing because the 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 the, the type of toll that it took on his body and that they weren't winning. People put that at Matt Stafford's feet. There's been a lot of tough times there. But at 32 years old, and going into last year, I did this just because of a different conversation about the Hall of Fame in general. If I took the rest of his the rest of his career over the next eight years, this would be now the next seven. And because of the injury, he basically already did it for me. I took away the two best years, extrapolated and rounded out the numbers. He'd have 67,000 passing yards at fifth all-time. He'd have 401 touchdowns. That'd probably be seventh or sixth all-time, depending on what Roethlisberger does. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. He's not a Hall of Famer. 
of all these quarterbacks, we we think we know about guys. Quarterbacks out of the draft, they're interesting. Lamar Jackson, very interesting. I think he's dangerous because he makes people have crazy ideas about guys like Taysom Hill. Matt Stafford might be the most interesting quarterback out there. Because I'll show you right now. I Hopefully these guys have stayed. Let's go to Gary in Michigan. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. Uh, talking about Matt Stafford here. You know where he's from, right? Where is he from? He's from Texas. So what about the Cowboys trading for him? They're not going to work out a deal for their quarterback and put Stafford there. Are you no, a Lions I, fan? I'm a big Lions fan. I've enjoyed Matt Stafford. He's a tough guy. He's a good guy. I just think it's time to reboot. I think it's time to start new, start with something different. He's had his run here. Um, I think there's some good quarterbacks in the draft that we could hang our hat on. I think uh, even the regime for the Lions are thinking, you know, this might be a good idea for us. We can start fresh, a a young guy, let us work out the rest of our contracts, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, I think most Lions fans really appreciate and like Matt Stafford. I just think, you know, that it might be time you know, with the class of uh, quarterbacks we got coming out this year to do something different. All right, Gary, I thank you very much for the call. I want to address it here in just a moment. But first, I have to take Mike in Detroit. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Ken, what's up, bro? Hey, Mike, go ahead, bud. Hey, man, I was listening to you, man. I love sports, man, but uh, you are right on, man. You're very knowledgeable. And I say that because this is uh, ridiculous. Trade Matt Stanford. But... I I give you credit because not only you know the football side, what people miss is the intricacies of football and how to spot talent. You know how to spot talent. So you know what? Let me ask you this. Stay with me here, Mike. You're a Lions fan. You don't want to trade Matt Stafford. Is that correct? If if they trade Matthew Stafford, I will never watch football again. Ken, I've watched football. I'm a little older. And I do know how to shut spot talent. I started with uh, Johnny Unitas up to Patrick Mahomes, Holmes, everybody in between. Matthew Stanford is one of the top 20 I've ever seen. And you know it. You just don't cover it. But look what I go through as a Detroit fan. They're talking about move on from Matthew Stanford. A couple of weeks ago, they're talking about Detroit has a history of drafting Injured players. Remember Javis Best? And they were getting down on uh, carrying Javis Best. He was a running back. He had concussions. Mm -hmm. Uh, They was getting down on Carrion Johnson, right? Oh, what a bad pick. But they don't even know the intricacies. They're idiots because you look in our you, you you look in our division. I know you know this. They had a running back that came out of college in our division. He was hurt his first two years. He got off last year. Delvin Cook. He played fourteen games. Yes, this is his uh last year. But now you don't want no draft nobody that's hurt. What you want to draft two and let Matthew Stanford go? Did you check his injury report? Two ankle surgeries, a broken um, finger, and a hip replacement. And you want to let Matthew Stanford go? See, this is this is the beauty of it, Mike. This is the beauty of it. I got and because I got to get to other things, and I thank you very much for the call, my friend, and thank you very much for the kind words. This is the exact thing I'm talking about. Back to back, people in Michigan. One wants Matt Stafford gone, says, you know, 32, I respect him, but it's been long enough. We got we to gotta get going in another direction here. And I have Mike in Detroit who says if they trade Matt Stafford, he's going to stop being a fan of the Lions. Tell me, 
how many more guys are that polarizing? I used to get calls from Craig and uh, Craig in Detroit, Ed and Lansing, Bob and Lansing. Those guys call on it. it. Well, gosh, Ken, we gotta. It's about time. It's about time. Tua, hey, I ain't gonna lie. Tua looks fun. Tua looks like a leader. He looks like he comes from good stock, good family, good dad. There's a lot of things I like about Tua, man. There's a lot of things I like about him. Washington's in that conversation. Had a couple of Redskins fans already in there. Like, Detroit does have a decision to make. He's 32. You don't intend on drafting this high ever again. I'm not saying it's a no-brainer that you keep Matt Stafford. You roll with this. You probably take, what, maybe Chase Young, maybe Isaiah Simmons. You go on and you and, and you try to be a good football team. You can be better than the Bears. The Vikings are a conversation. I think you can be as good as the Vikings. The Packers, we'll see what Aaron Rodgers does. We'll see if the defense, because it was up and down last year, if they can hold things on. I, I don't think, even at 3-11-1, watching the Lions last year, seeing them over the last couple of years now, going back over the last month and a half and watching it, I don't think you're that terribly far off. There's probably some guy on Livernoy Avenue in, in Detroit right now laughing his ass off, regardless. I don't think you're that crazy far off. You get a healthy Matt Stafford back who was nails before he got hurt last year. Maybe Matt Patricia's vision comes to life. Speaking of chunky boys, boy, he's put on a lot over the last couple of years. It's been a stressful job for the young man. But if you want to compete, there is a way with Matt Stafford. I don't think that you should just go into the lot with, with Tua Tagovailoa. I would probably hold on to Matt Stafford. I didn't even expect to get back into this, but away we go. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. We'll get to your calls when we come back. And also, Steelers fans are going to call me a hater. That's fine. I'm used to it. But I don't believe it, and neither should the Steelers. Also, um, yeah, I got to tell you, uh, I've seen maybe the stupidest thing ever when it comes to uh, public health. And also that uh, Big Brother found a new way to track you. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Stafford defenders are in. I love them. Mitch, love your comments on Stafford. You're one of the few that realize how good the dude is. He's great. He's a great quarterback. I do think you have a decision, though, and I, I think a lot of Lions fans, because you, you want something to get excited about. I get it. Hey, I come from an area that's obsessed with the draft. Obsessed. Like you, it's always what's behind door number two, not what you have, what's behind door number two. And usually those draft picks have been terrible. So I can understand where you're like, man, I'm pretty apathetic towards this. I I said, watching the Lions play at times has been like basically the the NFL equivalent of packing peanuts. It's just, it it exists and that's, that's what it is. And I think that Matt Stafford though has had to carry a lot of garbage for that franchise. I don't want to be too mean to a 90-plus-year-old woman, so that's kind of where I leave it, which I got called on on earlier as well, too. Uh, but I think he's carried a lot for that franchise. He's had to do a lot for that franchise. I think he's a good, quality quarterback, and if these numbers bear out, those are Hall of Fame numbers. He's not a Hall of Famer. There will be a logjam at the quarterback position. That means that there's going to be more that's given towards towards winning hardware, winning championships, guys who win championships. They're going to go to the front. And I don't think Matt Stafford is in is a Hall of Famer, even though these numbers by the by the time he's done, these numbers say he is, but he wouldn't be. Now, if the second half of his career say he does get traded, or say they say they draft Chase Young at number three, 
Say they take him. Maybe the Redskins do something crazy and they take two or they trade out of that spot and somebody else takes two. Maybe the Dolphins move up. Like There's so many different scenarios that can work out. Maybe you get Chase Young. All of a sudden, you're rolling on that defense. It's going to make your secondary look better. You get Isaiah Simmons maybe at that number three spot, depending on what the Redskins do. Maybe you trade out and you can still get Chase Young or Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons is a Swiss Army knife, can play about six different positions, it seems. I wonder if I could put him at nose and I'd get something out of him. Runs as good as a as a running back, weighs 230 pounds, so he'll probably could get to about 235, 240, still keep his speed, still support the run. Kind of have that C.J. Mosley. Like Derrick Henry, I don't know if I... Isaiah Simmons could still get run over by Derrick Henry. Don't get me wrong. That's a possibility. Derrick's a big boy. But I don't think he's going to shy away the way a lot of other guys did. Because it, it became a passing league, so we had to take leaner and leaner and leaner linebackers, and so very few guys can really play heavy. And one of the guys, I'm, and I'm just using this as a reference, if you took Isaiah Simmons, you would still hope he plays better than C.J. Mosley, and Mosley's good. I just think of a guy like Mosley who looks like he can play heavy, can still support the run, can still drop back in coverage pretty decently and do a good job. Isaiah Simmons can do all that and then some. I think he can do it. That would be a huge thing for your defense. I just don't think they're that far off if they hold on to Matt Stafford. I I know what I got in a veteran. I know I would I would hold on to Matt Stafford. But I also know that, well, Matt might have a different thought of that according to these reports. And and I also understand that I don't intend on drafting this highly ever again. And the lower you draft, the less you have to work with to go up. And if something bad were to happen to Matt Stafford and we're having a different conversation this, this time next year, you don't want to be kicking yourself in the ass. 855-2124-CBS. All right, Pittsburgh fan's going to call me a hater. That's fine. I'm used to it. And immediately they'll start to go in, again, from where I'm from, not everything is a comparison to where I'm from. I've seen horrific football. So if I'm telling you that I think that what you're going to do is horrific or what you're doing is horrific, trust me, I know from experience. I've said this before. Real recognize real. Fat recognize fat. Trash knows trash. I've seen plenty of trash. I know trash when I'm looking at it. I can't say that about the Steelers. That's not what I'm about to say. It's just I don't want that, even though people are going to do that with a broad brush. I saw your video of Ben Roethlisberger last week. I saw him doing the throwing motion. He doesn't look as big as what I thought he was, by the way. He doesn't look as big. People are looking, God, Ben looks like a whale on the sidelines. Yeah, he looks like a chunky boy. Uh, and then I saw the video and I went, okay, he's not he's not as big as what I thought he was going to be. Yet I, I hear this this Ben Roethlisberger. This is what I, I don't believe, and really the Steelers shouldn't either, but they have no choice, folks. Well, I'm going to dedicate myself to this comeback. I'm going to dedicate myself to to bringing this back, to, to putting this. Well, of course you would if you still want to play. I'm going to get into the shape of my life. I'm going to take care of myself better than I've ever taken care of myself before. Now, people are going to look at pictures of me and call me, hey, fat ass, why don't you shut your mouth? I, I get it. You don't, you don't pay me to play quarterback. I get paid to sit on my fat ass and spout about sports, so stop. But I understand that Ben is supposed to be getting worked out and, and making himself better and better than ever for 2020, and the Steelers need that because they went all in, and they got a pretty decent roster around that guy. They would, If they had a good quarterback, they would have been a really dangerous football team again. So Ben's going to come back in another season. And here he comes, and he's talking about how he's dedicating himself 
to work. And I go, man, if you would have done this before you turned 38 years old, maybe I would have believed you. Because when I see Ben Roethlisberger throughout his career, and God, I've seen a lot of them, it looks to me like Ben Roethlisberger was one of those guys, and I think he's always been that guy. He picks up a football, he's naturally gifted, and he picks up a football and he's just better than anybody else. I'm not saying that Ben Roethlisberger is lazy. I'm saying that if you put him alongside some of the other franchise quarterbacks in the NFL, I don't think he works on himself nearly as hard as those guys. Not nearly as hard as them. Tom Brady tore his ACL now 10, 11 years ago. Tom Brady got Alex Guerrero. Tom Brady, he created TB12. And it looks crazy. I mean, there's times where I, I I tried to read some of that book. This looks like some of the stuff about fitness that David Koresh used to say. It's wild. It is wild stuff. And you basically have to be a millionaire to be able to follow that stuff to a T. But Tom is, and Tom does. Tom believes he can stretch out his bones. But it helps him. He's played till he's 43 years old, and he's continuing to play. And there's people believing that he can win again with another franchise, with Tennessee, with Oakland, with with the Chargers, with somebody else. They believe that stuff. And I'll bring it up again in about an hour and a half. Like, I'll talk about it still. But I saw Tom Brady get hurt big time once. Tom Brady wasn't already in bad shape. Tom Brady dedicated himself to health, to the fitness that it takes, to extend his career. He's going to be playing at 43 years old. How many times have I heard about Ben Roethlisberger being injured? How many times have I heard Ben Roethlisberger himself talk about how injured he is? My foot, my knee, my shoulder, my back, my ankle, my my wrist, my ribs. And he holds on to the ball and he's taking some shots. That's guaranteed. But if he would have came to this epiphany at 32, I might have believed it. I just don't believe it now. Any chance he's been injured, and he's been injured a whole bunch, he could have had that dedication. Tom Brady, taken in the sixth round, it's a different story. I get it. There's a different dedication for that guy. There's a different dedication for some of the other franchise quarterbacks around the leagues. Russell Wilson, who also can say some crazy stuff, Russell Wilson dedicates himself to his body, to his fitness, to his game, to what he does, and he does that as a healthy person. He doesn't do that because, well, the chips are down and I'm 38 years old and I finally have been seriously injured. He doesn't do that. Tom Brady committed to himself and created TB12. I've only seen Ben order the tremendous 12. That's it. If he comes back and he's good, not like Ben Roethlisberger, but he's good, that's a playoff team. If he comes back and he's a shell of himself, this whole thing falls apart. You've given up a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, and I agreed with them at the time because if you were taking a first-round pick, you'd probably draft in the area where you would want a guy as good as Minka Fitzpatrick? Totally agree. You can't tank it out two weeks into the season because you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Steelers don't tank. I respect the moves you've made. I've agreed with the moves you've made. You continuously farm and get these offensive linemen who end up playing very well for you. Your quarterback situation, other than Ben, has been an out-and-out disaster. Mason Rudolph is terrible. Landry Jones was bad. You've taken other guys. You took Josh Dobbs. You've taken other guys to be the heir apparent. You've never really addressed the issue because it's Ben. This year is going to be the year, whether you sink or swim. And if I'm betting on him coming back and and engaging himself in fitness and in planning to put himself back and better than ever at the age of 38 when you've already taken that amount of hits and your body just is not going to be able to respond the way it used to, I have to bet against you. 
at least compared to the other competitive teams in the NFL. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, Eric Edholm. We'll talk draft with him. We'll talk NFL with him. He's from Yahoo Sports. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Folks, I don't know if you knew this or not, but CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is 855-212-4227. Sponsored by uh, Geico. They're fine folks, fine individuals, good people. Whether you own or rent Geico, they make it easy to bundle home and auto insurance together. Having a home, you know, it's hard work. So get a quote at geico.com. It's easy. Also, tonight, 6 Eastern, number 23BYU, Brigham Young University, closes out their season on CBS Sports Network as they take on Pepperdine which at one time their baseball team, if I'm not mistaken, they were a, their booster club was ran by Pamela Anderson. She at least went to the Pepperdine games. I know that. Do we have at home yet? No one's talking to me. I don't know if I've even lost connection with the boys. Okay, good God. No one told me. Either that or I wasn't paying attention. Probably the latter. Coming up in a bit, Big Brother found a new way to track you, and you all don't know it. We're going to get real weird real quickly. Eric Edholm joins us on the show right now, Yahoo Sports. He's an NFL writer. He's an NFL draft expert. This guy knows what he's talking about. He knows what's going on in Indianapolis. Eric, thank you for joining us, my friend. Just warming up at the pen, man. What's going on? I want to ask you a question here, not even draft-related, but you're a guy who's a man of leisure, a man who who has experienced things. Hickey, I said, I made a mention about the Tremendous 12. Hickey did not know what the Tremendous 12 is. It's a breakfast from Perkins. I said Ben Roethlisberger's had many of them, uh, which was a personal shot, but what are you going to do? I mean, I'm fat too, so what are you going to do? Even though he looked better in that video, I said he looked looked way better. I thought he was going to look in that video, him throwing. Uh, Have you ever had the Tremendous 12? I haven't, no. I mean, we... We had a thing called, I think it was called The Cycle, and I don't remember if it was at Denny's or one of those types of restaurants. We made it up ourselves, but it was like uh, you had to order like four different things and eat them all, and that was back in my uh, you know, my college days, my competitive eating days. So uh, <laughs> I can't say that I've had the Perkins version of uh, the Tremendous 12. Oh, man, it is the best. Three eggs, four pancakes. I think you get a side of hash browns. You get like, and they, oh, wow. like you know, and that's the like the hash browns or breakfast potato thing. Then there's bacon, yeah. and then you get sauce. I mean, it's a whole thing. It is the carb protein oh, bomb, right? God, it's the right way to start off a day. That's what it is. <laughs> Unpaid testimonial to the fine folks at Perkins. Eric, <laughs> uh, people are going nuts about this offensive line class. Uh, Makai Becton uh, ran like the wind yesterday. I mean, it was art. That I saw on NFL Network. Uh, how good is this offensive line class? Where it, it's been a little herky jerky. Some of the best offensive linemen that we see in the league, some of the best tackles, especially that we see in the league right now, Eric. It, they struggled their first year or two. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I think there's still that that transition period from college to the NFL. You know, some guys have never been in a three point stance. You know, I mean, uh, some have worked in offenses that. You're not going to see routinely with every single team, but there has been kind of a meeting in the middle where NFL teams are finally starting to adopt some of these, these college concepts. And, you know, they may have done it initially for the quarterback talent. You understand why, but I think it really benefits the O tackles and the guards and centers too. And, you know, the talent in this group is very, very good. To your point, I don't know that every single one of them is going to step in day one and be, you know, a franchise savior at left tackle or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, Becton, I've been high on him. I put him at number 10 in my mock draft about three months ago, and people are saying, what? But 
men that big who move that well just don't fall. I mean, they go very high. They're, they're extremely rare. You know, the, Tristan Wurst from Iowa put in a banner workout. He's a big dude, too. He's 320 pounds. So, He's great. You know, Jed, Jedrick Wills from Alabama looked great in the drills. This is a very good tackle group. Interior, I'm a little less excited about. But, man, I, I think this is, this is exactly what the NFL needs for, for those uh, OL needy teams. Well, you want to know what I was thinking first off, because I, I couldn't help but think of Orlando Brown Jr., where he's 6'8", 300, about right. the same weight as Mekhi Becton, and had the worst combine in NFL history and is a pro bowler just a couple of years in with the Baltimore Ravens. How much of a crapshoot is all this, even with the combine? Oh, no doubt. I mean, you can see prospects get a bump from their workouts when they probably shouldn't. You know, you have to go back to the tape and say, hey, can they play? I mean, are these, these good technicians, are they – are they assignment sound? Do they, do they, you know, counter well? And do they, you know, recover the way you need to in the NFL with these speed rushers and the counter move guys and the strength guys? And I mean, the handwork in the NFL is really what separates. That's why a guy like Joey Bo- or Nick Bosa rather last year was able to step right in and be so good. So I think some of the defensive linemen coming to this league now have incredible, you know, Weight balance, hand technique, all that stuff, and that really stresses the alignment. So you can be a phenomenal athlete, but if you don't have that great technique and are polished in that regard, you know, unless you're Becton sized where you have a huge wingspan or you're just massive and people can't go through you, it's going to take a while to adjust. Other than those offensive linemen, especially those tackles, what, what's a great position group for a fan out there looking for some of that stuff? Yeah, and it's, it's a position group that's so easy to appreciate as wide receiver. I mean, this I don't know that it's going to be the best high-end group, meaning, you know, there, there may not be a, a Calvin Johnson or an A.J. Green or a Mike Evans type of player in this draft, but the sheer depth. I mean, we, we're going to go into day three, rounds four, five, six, with really talented wide receivers still left on the board. And that's not the case every year. Last year was a pretty good wide receiver group. I, I think it was – very, very solid. This year, though, I think has a chance to be one of the deepest uh, in recent memory. So I don't know that it stacks up to that Evans OBJ group from, you know, what was it, 2013 or 14? I forget the year. But, but the sheer depth is going to be fascinating to see how many great talents slip far into the draft. You talk to fans. Yeah, I know, I know guys in front offices don't talk to fans. And I've, I've had to knock myself out of these terrible habits, too, because it's like, well, you know, good quarterbacks don't come from USC. Well, good running backs don't come from Penn State. Henry Ruggs, he runs a four two seven forty. The other guy who ran faster than him, that was John Ross. That guy can't stay on the field. Like, I have to continuously tell myself, like, these are different people. They will respond differently, even though they might come from the same places or there might be some sort of a similar stat with them. Yeah, I mean... It, it, you always have to remind yourself, right, that it, you're scouting the, the name on the back of the jersey, not the name on the front, right? I mean, uh, you know, there was a bias in against, you know, Florida wide receivers. There was a bias toward Penn State linebackers for years. And, you know, you still have to look at the prospects individually. And, I mean, for a guy like Ruggs, I mean, he's, he's super fast. But what I love about him, too, is that he's highly competitive and he's a good route runner. Maybe not a great one yet, but a very, very good one explosive athlete, you know, any other team in the country that didn't have Jerry Judy and Jalen Waddell and, and Devontae Smith, I mean, you know, we'd be talking about a guy who put up in, insane numbers, but having to share the load, obviously that kind of cut into his production a little bit. So, 
you know, I, I'm not going to just sit there and say he's a fast guy because I've seen enough on tape of him, you know, chasing down the Tennessee safety 50 yards down the field after an interception or, you know, throwing a block on a, on a Judy catch this year that I thought was fantastic. That to me just says that he's not just a track star. He is a football player and one who I think has a place in the NFL right away. Is Jordan Love going to end up being a top 10 pick? I think so. You know, I, I, I didn't know coming into the week. I think coming into the week I was thinking somewhere between, you know, the Colts at 13 and, and somewhere in the, the early 20s. That seemed to be the, the range I'd, I'd gather. But the more I talk to people in Indy, the more it looms as kind of a trade-up type of situation where, you know, you can't exactly pinpoint his spot, but it's looking pretty good that I think he'll go that high. The question is, does a team like – the L.A. Uh, Chargers, rather. Are they going to be the ones who, you know, sit there and say, we're not getting to uh, – we're not getting Herbert just the way it shakes out? Is this our guy? And, and, and if so, do they feel good about Tyrod Taylor or their situation in front of them? So I, I think there's a great chance that ends up happening. Eric at home with us, Yahoo Sports, NFL writer, NFL draft guy. Follow this guy on Twitter. He's one of the very best out there. Follow him on Twitter, and his Twitter handle is, because I wrote it down and then I lost it, at Eric <laughs> underscore at home, because I knew that there was an underscore in there. I just didn't know where it was. Eric at home <laughs> with us on the show. All right, what are the real warts with Joe, Berno, or Joe Burrow? Don't say, don't give me hand size. <laughs> give me something Give me something I can really sink my teeth into. Did, did not enough people go to his birthday party? Is there a right. CD pass? What what do I got here? What do I got here? Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Back in seventh grade, he called a kid a uh, jerk, and uh, you know, scouts are really concerned. No, I, it, it probably comes down to the fact that if you're one of those teams that's enamored with elite physical traits, like the you know the the six five frame and the two hundred and you know thirty five pound body and the, you know all that stuff and the, the cannon for an arm, he doesn't really have that. So, I mean, he's got good enough, I believe, traits in those, in those capacities. But, you know, he's not out there making those, those Mahomes throws where, you know, it just cuts through uh, defenders and things like that. So he's more of a ball placement guy. Yes, he's got that improvisational ability. Um, you know, his accuracy is uncanny, though. I, I just think it counterbalances any questions about his arm strength, but – you know, there may be certain schemes where it, it, it's not as appreciated as others. I still think we're talking about a darn good prospect, though. Tua Tagovailoa, your thoughts? I'm still gathering information on the medical stuff. I think the, the, probably the, the, the most accurate report I got from, from an evaluator this week was there wasn't anything we weren't expecting. So that's, a good, that's good news. That's good. I know there was a glowing report on NFL Network you know, if it's not information that I'm personally gathering, I'm always going to assume that it comes from an agent or, you know, some biased party. I'm not saying that's the case, but I have to assume it is, right? So I'm only going to trust the stuff that I hear firsthand, people I trust. You know, there didn't seem to be any un, uh, uncertainty or worry at this point that he's behind or that there's anything that we don't know. So it's going to come down to his his throwing session in April and, you know, how he moves, how he looks. I can tell you, I, I followed him down the hallway, and, you know, this is a guy who was on crutches not that long ago. He was, he was walking comfortably and well. There didn't seem to be any kind of hitch in his gait. You know, all those little signs kind of add up to an encouraging start so far. Eric Get home joining us on the show. 
All right, I got like two minutes. I got to ask you. The debate has raged online here over the last couple of days. If you were Detroit, you're at that number three spot. Right. Would you go after a quarterback? Would you maybe try to trade up with Washington? It's interesting. I mean, obviously, everything that that the Detroit brass, you know, Bob Quinn and, and Matt Patricia have said is that, you know, we're not trading Stafford. And that makes sense because they would take a massive cap hit. But what about the scenario of them taking, you know, keeping Stafford and then drafting Tua or Jordan Love or whoever? You know, I can't rule it out. But I also come back to this. Quinn and Patricia had to get sort of this – you know, vote of confidence from the owner to where they're saying you're coming back. But to me, it felt like they're heading into a prove it year where if they don't make a run at the playoffs or possibly make the playoffs, I don't know they're coming back in 2021. So to me, it would suggest you add an impact player right now, most likely on defense, whether it's a corner, whether it's a pass rusher. That, to me, suggests the more likely route. So I still think a trade down is, is – I think they're trying to build up value. I think they're suggesting they could take a quarterback and letting other teams kind of, you know, figure that out and say, all right, we got to move up and get our guy. Boy, I love that. I, I mean, I, I could see where they're – so there could be an ultimatum real quick. Like, I got 30 seconds. There's an ultimatum there with the ownership that they got to make the playoffs because that's, that's still a three-win football team. I don't think they're that far away, but I don't know how, yeah. I don't know how close they are. No, I don't, I don't know if that's absolutely the truth, but you heard this kind of statement from, uh, you know, from Mrs. Ford where it was like, uh, you know, read between the lines. You can pretty much tell that's the case. Some people have said around the league they feel they might be kind of that 49ers team where last year they were 4-12. and Then, you know, the results look terrible. Stafford missed, you know, a big chunk of the season. So I'm not saying they're quite to that level, but I wouldn't be shocked if they have a bounce back year. All right, Eric, I can't thank you enough for the time, my friend. All the best. Hope to talk to you again soon, buddy. I'm looking forward to it. See you, man. Thank you. Eric Edholm joining us. Follow him on Twitter, at Eric underscore Edholm. NFL draft guy, Yahoo Sports, NFL in general. Just a good all-around guy. We had a fan call in earlier. You got that, Hick? We got a fan call in earlier. Said he's done being a Lions fan if they trade Matt Stafford. If they trade Matthew Stafford, I will never watch football again. Which, obviously, Hickey had to say, well, he said Stanford. He was excited. He knows. He was from Detroit. He knows what the hell he's saying. If I were them, if I'm, especially if I'm getting it from the owner, you're keeping Matt Stafford and you're getting one of them players and you're going for the gusto. I don't think they're that far away. I don't think they're that close. I think, I think they got more talent than what people think they do. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, I didn't realize, I guess I have certain mannerisms that Billy Jack wants to make fun of. And also, folks, it ain't reefer madness. But this week, yeah, it's still a big deal. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.